Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast with Simon Cocking, Senior Editor. I'll be doing a series of interviews with people at the cutting edge of green tech, clean tech, and anything else that we think is interesting and worth listening to for you guys, our listeners. Okay, um, so today uh, we're speaking to someone who uh, I saw what they were doing and I thought it was interesting to find out more because um, uh, it's always interesting when when uh, new people move on to the area and look to uh, invest and with a kind of sense of, um, you know, uh, ideas and belief behind what they're doing. So uh, first of all, um, who are we talking to today? And maybe just give a little introduction as to who, who you are, please. Hi, Simon. Uh, it's great to join you today. My name is Gavin Wall, and I'm the co-founder of Northern Ireland's, I'm going to say go-to or certainly newest anyway, venture capital um, firm. I was just set up uh, this year, actually authorized by the FCA. And we have a, um, a tech and science fund just on the, in the ball facts, tech and, tech and science fund that we're raising at the minute, uh, 50 million, but sort of with um, a fourth sector approach to it that we're, we're really trying to make a difference. Number one, to sort of a region on a regional basis to uh, Northern Ireland, which is really under provisioned in terms of venture capital, you know, and the abilities then for startups to, to, to mm-hmm. finance themselves. And also we're looking for ideas that can genuinely make a difference in the world um, uh, that can be deployed at scale. So that's sort of where the tech piece of it comes in, really. My, my co-founder is Andrew Cuthbert. Just better give Andrew a wee shout out there as, as well. And we're called The Change, awesome. did I say that? I mean, like we, we've seen like uh, S Ventures and Sean O'Sullivan and uh, people who are aiming to, to do good by investing, but also invest in things that uh, look to help, you know, the planet, humanity, society. So mm-hmm. um, what, what are you guys, what have you invested in or what are you looking to invest in and how do you assess who you're going to invest in? Yeah, so we, we have our, in relation to our thesis, um, so we, we believe that too many, well, I don't know about too many, but oftentimes venture capital is just a money play. So Andrew and I both come from very different um, backgrounds. Andrew's really real tech, real tech guy, been embedded in that space for 15 years, been a former founder, has had um, platforms of his deployed right across the world, um, loves patents, IP, all of that sort of stuff, and is brilliant on business mm-hmm. strategy. I'm more sort of on the personal development side. I do a lot of mentorship here in, in Northern Ireland. I'm very well known in the business community. Background's actually in law, but I've been doing a lot sort of on business development and helping entrepreneurs across Northern Ireland for many years. And um, we sort of sort of bring those two things together. So what we're trying to do is we want to sort of, we call ourselves more venture catalysts than capitalists. So invest money, but also we need to know from analyzing what your business idea is that we can bring some additional value to you, that we can help maybe plug the gaps or guide you or bring somebody from our network. We call our network agents of change. So rather than just an NED who might sit in your board and just sort of observe what's going on, we wanna bring somebody who can actually really help supercharge your journey. So on agents of change, if we've got somebody in our network, we've got really wide networks um, who can actually make a difference to that journey. It might be to plug a gap in the team. It might be to have sectoral knowledge, um, but really our, our um, emphasis is on actually making a difference to your journey. So that's what we bring. Um, in terms of investments, our first one coming up um, is an AI play in um, MedTech. And it's actually in the south. Um, it's in the south of Ireland. That's our first investment. Um, but 
probably 50% of our time it will be Northern Ireland focused. Um, that just happens to be a great one that we really like and we, we've added some significant value to their journey already. Okay. And and so so with the idea of catalyzing, um, mm -hmm. What 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 would that look like if it, like like if if you successfully catalyze something? What sort of outcomes yeah. would you hope to see from your engagement? Yeah, so let me take another one that we're looking at at the minute. Um, so they have what is a traditional enough approach to a business, um, and they're um, they're actually they're 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 not in the UK at the minute. But they came from our network, came to us, um, and it turns out that we saw an opportunity for them to um, actually develop their idea into a worldwide quality assurance platform. So it wasn't something that they had thought about. So they, they're, they're picking off some really good quality clients. They've got um, a lot of um, test opportunities with clients, POCs, to show what they can do with their product. And um, but actually, we um, had a conversation with them and thought that they were missing something, which was a quality assurance worldwide software. Um, yeah, it could be managed from the cloud, and they hadn't thought about that. Absolutely, it comes from Andrew's very strong on business strategy. Absolutely blew their minds, and they're now saying we want to relocate to Northern Ireland because um, we think this is absolutely amazing. And they're doing really well on signing up new clients, but we're going to build it into an infrastructure. A quality assurance one and actually on that one andrew in the short term anyway would be their agent of change because he has deployed in 100 odd countries before with a quality assurance platform so that's a sort of an example of something that's going to actually that will save a lot of um that particular one um saves a lot of energy usage in the production of core materials um such as concrete and um so it's actually doing good for the planet it's actually creating the quality assurance for an entire industry it's actually, in fact, creating a new industry in a way, or a new quality assurance for multiple industries, and we're adding value um, by the change. And uh, we're really, really excited about that one. If that, if that, um, if those founders go to another VC, another VC is not looking for how they can add that level of value that we've added to that concept. And that's what I think is our differentiator in the marketplace for founders, certainly. Uh huh. Okay, so that's so so that that helps to explain it, and that makes sense, and mm -hmm. th that helps. So so we've we've been talking with some people who are, we interviewed Steve Van Bellingham, who spoke about how uh, in the future he sees brands and products that have a values alignment with uh, customers and clients are, are more likely to do well because it won't be enough to be the best on price or quality, but it also he feels that millennials will need to feel that they have a shared value. Them. So, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that that is going to happen? Yeah, I, look, I think even before millennials, to be honest, if you're um, competing on price, it's it's yeah, it's a one-way street. That probably has a, a roadblock at the end of it. Uh, I think um, certainly these days, when people can tap in, they can engage on your journey, they engage on your social media journey, they engage in the messages that you're putting out there. Um, I, people want to see more than just pure price. They want to see the additional value that you're bringing uh, to their journey, to your customer's journey, to the ecosystem um, as a whole. And um, the more and more time people spend online, the more they can have quick, easy access to what it is that you're doing within your business, how you think, 
And it's um, if it's just price, you're you're on a a difficult wicket. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I certainly agree with that. Yes. Uh, my next, my ne- my next question, um, and I'm not sure. There's there's a book currently out about the the culture of Netflix, mm-hmm. and written by Reed Hastings and Erin uh, Mayer, who's like a business school expert. Yes. Uh, and they talk about sunshining. So sunshining is, you know, that they the, the the company knows how it's doing before data is publicly released. Now, obviously, if they were to trade on that, you'd get fired. But they're taking a step of trust in terms of sharing important context and information within the company. Um, What do you think of that kind of radical honesty approach and how you guys operate or would like to operate? Yeah, sort of internally, um, Simon, do you mean? Okay, so... Do you you mean internally? Do you mean internally? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, within our business. Well, this is this is really interesting. So my background, I'll give you a little bit of background of mine. And I know Andrew's exactly the same. So Andrew had a software company, up to 100 staff. And he was really, he's actually got some great material. I think you can find it online about how he disseminated what the core values of the business were, what they were trying to achieve so that everybody can buy into a common goal. Um, interestingly, I actually have a business, but it's run independently of me only been in it twice in the last year with 135 staff and it's actually in a traditional business of retail and convenience and in food and basically I took a different approach to other competitors in the marketplace um, and actually disseminated what it was we were trying to achieve. I'm really open in my social media about what my goals are what um, the business's goals are, okay. we communicate that within the business. Because if if the people in your team aren't aligned, if they don't know where you're going, sure, how are they going to follow? Yeah, I mean it's 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 obvious. It's um, it, I mean sometimes it takes a big player in the marketplace to um, identify it, um, and then that helps maybe more traditional businesses say realize that millennials other people it's not just your customers who need to identify with your journey it's also the people in your team and if they do you'll, you'll they'll certainly help you get there quicker and that's quite possibly why they know what's happening in their business before their actual results come out because they've got a good two-way conversation identify what the goals are get after them collectively create a good culture and, and importantly enjoy the journey also uh, interesting we have just as our operations manager so across, we do innovation work as well. So we have a team of about nine now already, um, Simon. And um, interestingly, we've hired a, a great operations manager there. And we probably weren't going for the level of person that we got. We probably were going just, you have to, on your budget. And we were going maybe a wee bit lower. This person came in for interview, absolutely blew us away. And she was already working for one of the leading companies in Northern Ireland. Actually, they've got a hospital in the south as well. And I said, you know, it is risk starting off with because, you know, we're a new company and you're already working for one of the best companies um, in the country. Um, why do you want to take the risk? And she says, because I love the way uh-huh. you have complete um, radical openness about what it is you're trying to achieve um and you have big goals and i believe that i can be part of a 10-year journey to help you achieve them um and so she wants to be on that journey leave a brilliant job because of that real radical openness and that attracts people onto your journey be they employees be they customers um be they investors be they um investees so i'm a big believer in that 
Yeah, so so like you say, I mean, sometimes uh, it, it, it's, I mean, because I've worked at companies like Ericsson that were the opposite and very mm -hmm. command, and, command and control. But yeah. because there's a nervousness about, you know, that it's a lack of trust. Well, you know, I need the receipts for the pizza that you bought, you know, whereas, you know, like you say, if the other way is, is, you know, we, we expect you to act in the best interest of the company and and you know that's the first step then mm -hmm. sometimes that trust empowers people and like you say with your recruitment it then maybe brings in great and better people than you might have expected to get because because they they know where they're coming from and they know how the culture was in the company that they left so uh, i think it could be something we might see more of but it's interesting to hear that that your experience reflects that i um, found it out simon i found it out completely accidentally i mean i have a podcast it's called speed mentor podcast there's 166 episodes uh -huh. um out there i do massive amount of output on linkedin and i found this out by accident if i'm truthful about five years ago because i was telling the narrative of my journey every day on linkedin and all of a sudden these great people all of us these great people started hitting me up on linkedin saying i want to come and work for you and they were above wow. oh yeah i found this out pure, purely by accident so i was i wanted to make my business my trading business i wanted to make it so self-sufficient so i could go and follow some of my other dreams and goals but i actually couldn't hire the people of a requisite standard um, I couldn't find them in North Belfast where I was um, that could actually manage at the level that I needed them to manage at. And then the LinkedIn stuff started and then literally I was getting my door knocked and I was going, I can't actually afford you. You're getting paid. You're with the biggest player. And they were saying, it's not about money. I want to be on the journey. Cool. And that just blew my mind. And ever since then, I've actually realized that. And it's a, but it's a dangerous tool once you re realize it. You don't want to abuse it. You know, it has to be authentic and genuine. Otherwise, um, I think it could actually turn back on you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I th it's that thing, isn't it? Um, yeah. You, you can't really fake it, but at the same yeah. time, you're still feeling your yeah. way as to the best way to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So um, you mentioned this briefly. Uh, so, so we're in Ireland, and Ireland's a relatively yes. small country. But yeah. to succeed, we need to get business globally so so how do you advise and mentor your companies to scale out of ireland yeah so this is a really big part so in part part of our um ethos is to make a difference for northern ireland but the one thing we know that northern ireland doesn't do well and our first investment is, is in the south so i think the south of ireland is, is stronger at doing this uh, sort of the the openness to the european union over the last you know number of decades has helped um the south and the benefit that they've had from being open to the whole of europe has helped mm -hmm. it develop quicker than northern ireland which is you know maybe um stuck in the uk and who knows what happens with brexit but part of our um approach is if we um we invest or one of our strap lines is we invest in people with the potential to change the world okay so we are starting from that position in that if you're from Northern Ireland, what usually happens in the small bit of venture capital that there is here is that you become a lifestyle business and you maybe successfully trade well within Northern Ireland. Um, but if you speak to Andrew, for instance, I mean, he used to work with uh, Randox um, and Peter Fitzgerald there. So I think 0.02% of his business is, comes from Northern Ireland. Okay. Because he's got a global vision and Andrew was very influenced I know by that but the thing about it is is that he has over a thousand people working in Northern Ireland to service um, the business that he's doing around the world 
So on the one hand, some people might look at it, if you, if you take it very, very geographically, oh, he's only bringing 0.02%. He's not doing much for Northern Ireland. No, but he's got over a thousand jobs here, servicing that worldwide um, vision that he has. Uh, for us, for ourselves, actually, we really noticed it um, during lockdown. Uh, we had a roadshow to go around Europe to be raising funds in in Q1 of this year. Um, we also had a whole lot of uh, a launch event set up, and we couldn't do any of those things. And actually, um, the Zoom remote working actually, we believe, helped us with our global vision because we literally knock on doors every day on the east coast of America, west coast, Singapore, all around the world, uh, you know, asking, can we find the solutions? Do you have, are you looking for good quality investees? Are you looking for companies that have a worldwide vision? And funnily enough, uh, those people are. So once you're forced to look outside the small island we're on, mm-hmm. there's actually plenty of people like our crack. And for anybody who's listening further afield in Ireland, cracks have, you know, having a bit of fun, working hard, you know, and, and you know, with good quality, um, well-educated people. Yeah, look, I mean, yeah, very much so. And almost but simply when you meet people overseas by the fact that you've come from Ireland in the first place, that almost half opens the door you still have to follow through on everything else but they're Mm -hmm. already warmly disposed towards you which which is great yeah Um, it's it's it is and people people in northern i say i know the south is better than that but northern Ireland, we really want to bring that mindset to the north as well i mean and so so we were up in belfast around the titanic district and you Mm -hmm. know like belfast has transformed i mean there's there's so much that's happened and is different and is interesting and positive up there so you know why not you know so simon what i what my if you'd ask me on that so what's happened is we've been really good on the fdi so the fdi has been really strong for us i mean we we rank very highly on all the league tables around cyber security um you know around the quality of the of the workforce we rank, rank really highly and that's been driven by fdi which we've been pretty good at mm-hmm. what the next stage is and the stage that we're looking to facilitate um by investing in, in, in um founders is we're looking for the people who've been exposed to some of those great companies that have come here through fdi through in the titanic quarter you're talking about in fact that's where our offices actually are okay. um and um who want to now take a bit of knowledge a bit of experience a bit of exposure to worldwide markets and actually found their own companies and with the right venture capital backing which we hope is the change we believe it is anyway um that's going to bring the next evolution um to really create sort of indigenous high quality um companies and and the other thing that we want to do in the changes we actually want to attract such as that quality assurance one that was telling you really good founders who have great ideas who can scale globally and actually are quite open to coming to northern ireland and actually enjoying all of those benefits that belfast has that you've talked about mm, yeah but look i mean and i think it's that thing that you know uh i think most people don't know much about it so therefore mm-hmm. you know it's it's an open canvas if you if you can get them there that then it's it's a strong pitch to do once once their feet are on the ground you know yeah yeah um, absolutely who do you follow for inspiration and information? Uh, like, h- how do you stay in touch and keep your finger on the pulse? So, th- this is a, it's a, funny you should ask me that just at the minute, Simon. I'll t- tell you what, what I'm doing okay. now. I'm more and more trying to get into, so I do a lot of stuff on LinkedIn. Um, anybody who knows me will know I do a lot of stuff on LinkedIn. I spend my life actually mentoring and inspiring other people. But 
now as um we've built it just just for the information of anybody so we've built a team around us so andrew and i are both really entrepreneurs so we're an entrepreneur led and um, fund but we've built in we've got a guy called henry algio who was the ceo and uk md of Bruin dolphin at a 40 billion under management and um, we've got other people in the team who have extensive experience in actual um venture capital but what i'm trying to do at the minute is um i'm trying to i'm doing a bit bit of Twitter now, funny enough, which is sort of where we connected. And mm -hmm. um, because I'm trying to learn off the other people who've been really successful in the industry. So I'm just tapping into those. It's still early stages for me on that, but I'm enjoying actually learning a bit more about venture capital. Um, and I'm open to say that, you know, people sometimes feel have to say, Do you know what, I know everything already. Um, I don't, this is our first fund we've brought an experienced team around us but we are two entrepreneurs so uh, i'm just tapping in uh, watching what's going on in the ecosystem following plenty of the experienced vcs listening to some of the podcasts and i'm uh, um, getting a bit of inspiration from there yeah look i i would agree and i think it is a great resource and you know, uh, Brian Caulfield, even within Ireland, Susan McPherson yeah. in New York, you know, uh, Sean O'Sullivan, um, Bill Liao. I mean, like you just dip in and out and I guess it helps you to get a sense of what they're interested in, what they feel is worth sharing. And therefore, you you, you can you can go from being a stalker to, to, to directly engaging with them. So I'm, you, still, I'm still slightly funny. I'm still slightly stalker mode, if I'm honest. Uh, I'm just want, trying to find my feet. There's a little bit we've got the change um uh vc twitter account now and i didn't use twitter for the last number of years basically, basically actually because i got quite a bit of trolling back in the day funny enough mm -hmm. because yeah. I, I i'm really positive sort of guy and um some people on twitter didn't like that so i hadn't really used it for a couple of years but i'm so i'm still sort of stalking a little bit just starting to get engaged with a couple of people and uh looking forward to actually bedding myself into that ecosystem a, a lot more yeah, you see, I think that's okay because it means that like there are some people that eventually I've met or we had a conversation with, but before that, uh, I, I already feel that I have a sense of of what they're passionate about. So mm -hmm. you know, and 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 there's like a Venn diagram that maybe one percent are active, and I don't know if it's ninety nine percent are just consume information rather than produce information. Um, so so you know, I think in any area that's not our area of expertise, it makes sense to to have the vol volume turned off and just be listening. You know, like. Mm -hmm. People who know more don't need to know what I know less about, but I'll learn from them. And and once I feel I have something to say, so I think it's okay to have that degree of sliding scale yeah. of engagement, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. No, well, that's fair enough. And look, I'm honest enough. I did a, I did a tweet yesterday to say, are there any VCs or people investing in Northern Ireland, you know, that want to start a conversation? And fortunately, there's not that much. Certainly, if you're a, if you're a founder, this is something that I'll be really passionate about making a difference on. If you're a founder, um, and more opportunity in the south, but if you're a founder in Northern Ireland now, and you're coming up with an idea, I was speaking to somebody yesterday, and uh, they're going like, where would I go to get venture backed in Northern mm. Ireland? Yeah, I would really struggle. I wouldn't. Nobody would know a single name of a venture capital uh, player in Northern Ireland. Um, and I want to change that because and found, founders need to believe that somebody will back them. Otherwise, what's the point in actually founding the thing? Yeah. And, and you know, and, I'm prepared and, to stick my head above the power pit and get it shot off um, just to give them that hope that there is somebody who will back them. Well, and I think it's part of the process. You need the creators 
but then the creators don't necessarily have the funds to you know otherwise it's just an idea you know yeah. so you know they're all relevant parts in the ecosystem but they all serve a different aspect so yeah i i think we need it and you need to know who they are and thankfully the ones that are on twitter uh are also often quite helpful with their time you know like they are. yeah i mean i mean when i mentor people i tell them be really concise with your ask. Ideally, one sentence. Ask them mm -hmm. something, but but don't spend three paragraphs going on and on about it. Like you have to value their time, and if you value their time appropriately, then then it's a you know it's a respectful respectful engagement with them. So yeah. they've probably had the same on the way up as well, and they do people do remember that. And you look, that's the same whether it's VC, whether it's in previous industries I've been in, like law or or retail, anything like that. Um, if you're concise with your ask and you um, get a bit of help along the way, you, you know, you're expected to pass that on next time round whenever you, you've actually found your way in the industry. So yeah. uh, I'm, sort, I'm finding that anyway, and it's a new experience for me, um, but uh, I'm enjoying it. Awesome. So look, it's been very good to talk to you. Uh, I thought it would be useful to learn more about what you guys do. And then obviously with our audience, both within Ireland and overseas, it does mean that you're someone that they can become more aware of in terms of potential investment. How, how yeah. do people find out more about you guys, what you do, and how would people contact you? Yeah, so we have a website. It's uh, www.thechange.vc. So we're delighted actually to get that domain. Um, say my name is Gavin Wall, G-A-V-A-N-W-A-L-L. -L. Find me on Twitter or on LinkedIn. And um, basically we're sort of in our fund, our 50 million fund, we'll be doing about 20 million um, sort of early Series A, but million pound investments and about 10 uh, sort of 250 grand ones sort of in the earlier stage startup. So there's a bit of a blend between mm -hmm. seed to Series A. That's sort of where we're targeted there. And I'd be absolutely delighted to hear anybody in tech and science who uh, wants to get some additional help over and above the capital on their journey. Awesome. So uh, it's been really good to talk to you. Um, uh, so thanks for your time. And then ideally, let's hear in the middle of 2021 how your investments have gone and how it's playing out. Can't wait. Look forward to it, Sam. Thanks very much for inviting me on. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed that podcast and we will be bringing you more across as diverse and interesting a range of stories as we can find. You're welcome to reach out to us on Twitter, LinkedIn or by email and give us any feedback and let us know what you'd like us to cover in the future. Thanks and keep listening.